Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on this chapter, A Day Journey, which finds us in Exodus, the second chapter. And I found verses 5 and 10 resonating with me. It says, The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while her attendants walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to bring it. And when the child grew up, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and she took him as her son. She named him Moses, because, she said, I drew him out of the water. Today's podcast is entitled, Out of the Water. There is something we love in stories about a child, a special child, especially when the child is abandoned in order to be saved. The most recent example, of course, is Harry Potter whom Dumbledore leaves with his muggle aunt and uncle in order to protect the boy from Voldemort and his followers. The theme is recurring, even in the comics. Kal-El is abandoned to Earth in an effort to save him from the destruction of his home planet. He grows up Clark Kent from Smallville, Kansas, to become Superman. In the great story, this is also a recurring theme. Joseph's brothers abandon him into slavery, and he eventually becomes the savior of the family. Hannah gives up her only child, Samuel, to the temple, and he becomes a great prophet and leader. With the incarnation, God the Father gave his one and only son to become savior of the world and to redeem all things. In today's chapter, I was struck by how much we are not told The narrative moves fast and furious. It skips details and provides only the barest of story elements. In one chapter, we go from the child sentenced to die by Pharaoh's birth control program for the Hebrew tribes, abandoned by his mother to become an adopted member of Pharaoh's family who commits murder in defense of one of his kinsmen, flees into another land, and gets married. One commentary I read also mentioned this theme of the child present even in ancient literature, and went on to observe that Moses has hero written all over him. The other important metaphor lost on many readers is the fact that Moses is so named by Pharaoh's daughter because she drew him out of the water. This is yet another theme throughout the great story. Out of the water, Noah and his family are saved and given God's promise in the rainbow. Out of the water, Jonah arrives in Nineveh to prophetically lead its citizens to repent. Out of the water, Paul arrives at Malta. Out of the water, Elisha miraculously proclaims his arrival as Elijah's successor. And it is out of the water turned to wine that Jesus miraculously signals the beginning of his ministry. Moses will eventually lead his people out of the water of the Red Sea towards the Promised Land. And out of the water of the Jordan River, Joshua will lead those people into the Promised Land. Out of the water of that same river, John the Baptist will lead people to repentance and proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. It is out of the water of baptism that followers of Jesus are metaphorically washed of sin and set on the path of new life in the footsteps of Jesus. It is out of the water of life Jesus promises to give his followers a thirsty soul quenched. He says, quote, everyone who drinks this water 
will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst. Not ever. The water I give will be an artesian spring within gushing fountains of endless life. End quote. That's John 4.19 from the message. In the quiet this morning, I find both my mind and my soul spinning as I think about all the themes and meanings present in the few verses of the chapter. I didn't even mention the theme of fleeing into the wilderness, the fact that the Midianite people to whom Moses flees are also the children of Abraham, nor the fact that Moses' father-in-law is a priest, even though the priesthood of God had yet to be defined through the law of Moses. Evidence suggests that the Midianite tribes were worshiping the God of Abraham, but we know nothing about it or what that really meant. Yet I find myself coming back to the theme of water. It is something so essential to life. And yet for most of us, it is something we so take for granted. We don't even give it a second thought. Along this life journey, I have often found that the profound things of God are often quite simple and hidden in plain sight for those who have eyes to see. Which reminds me of another thing that Jesus said. Quote, We are intimately linked in this harvest work. Anyone who accepts what you do accepts me and the one who sent you. Anyone who accepts what I do accepts my Father who sent me. Accepting a messenger of God is as good as being God's messenger. Accepting someone's help is as good as giving someone help. This is a large work I've called you into, but don't be overwhelmed by it. It's best to start small. Give a cool cup of water to someone who's thirsty, for instance. The smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a true apprentice and you won't lose out on a thing. End quote. That's Matthew 10:42 from the message. A cup of cold water to someone who's thirsty. Out of the water. How simple. I hope you have a great day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.